0: yo 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 and welcome to the show show the show podcast where we discuss tv shows every month here we have gathered to discuss the amazon new effort upload from the formerly great greg daniels i am one of your hosts jay today we got on the line the mad chip eater eric lady. we got aaron Hello. and last but not least we got adam
1: Hello. What do you mean by "formerly great" Greg Daniels?
0: Well, uh, I don't want to tip my hand too much, but I didn't really think the show was of good quality.
2: The gasp. Yeah. Well, before we get into our final opinions, right off the bat, uh, <laughs> who wants to give the synopsis? I'll give it. A
1: whirl. Uh, you can.
2: Or did you say you wanted to.
3: I'll give it a whirl. All I'll right, go.
2: give it a whirl, girl.
3: So what we got here is essentially like some sort of post no. Essentially what you have is we're in a future society where a lot of problems have been solved, I guess. And now death is on the chart of things to be solved. And so the way that they've solved it is to upload a copy of your consciousness to a cloud. I
2: think the, argue is, the argument is that it's not a copy of your consciousness. It's It's your consciousness in digital form. Like no, that's, that's, why, what, that's, that's why I
3: left it with the uh, inflection, because I, I feel like it's still suspect.
2: I agree. Also, that's not been answered, but that's the the presentation, if you will.
3: Right. Yeah, yeah. So the promise is that it's you living... In a digital world where essentially they can create whatever you want. You can have McDonald's, you can have Burger King, you can have...
2: Otherwise, isn't it really just like your family has a Tamagotchi, a really expensive Tamagotchi?
3: Well, so, so, so I'll get to that. What the show, what the paradise actually ends up being is a pay-to-play slash pay-to-live-forever um, contract that if you're not paying... You run out of data on your consciousness for that month. And you have some options of shopping around with different clouds, but I guess one is the most prevalent called y'all remember what this this one's called?
1: This paradise? Um something it starts with an L. Um
2: I do not know off the top of my head.
3: Looking at it real quick
0: well the Uh, specific one they were in i think was called Lakeside?
1: lakeside lakeside that's it
0: and i can't remember the name of the but there was like an overarching corporation that offered several different afterlives and this specific one that we focused on was particularly ritzy right
3: well which which i mean first off begs the question how the hell are you supposed to pay for that after you're dead but they did have the interesting nuance where you're not allowed to work. You're not allowed to make income.
2: So you had to basically have a way to pay for it, or your family had to pay for it as they went after you died, or before you died. Like, that's what I, like, because remember there was, so we have multiple players here, right? We have, like, some, what was, what was, uh...
3: Yeah, yeah, so so to finish the, the setup, you have uh, Nathan Brown, Nora... Ingrid, and Alicia, and Luke. So Nathan is our uh, main character here who gets sucked up into the cloud while he is violently murdered by a self-driving car in the first episode. So for some reason... you are very safe. His self-driving car dro- kills him. Now he's being rushed to the hospital, forced to make the last-minute decision. Do you want to operate or do you want to get uploaded to the cloud? If you get uploaded to the cloud... Your human life is done. If we go operate, you have a chance of dying, and if you die, you can't be uploaded.
1: So the funny his, part uh, to me is that all he was lucid during all of this.
3: Right. Well, so 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 this is where it gets a little sus- suspicious. Where Ingrid really forcefully kind of helps make the decision, like, well, let's upload, let's upload, let's upload. I'll pay for it. Don't even worry about it. It's going on under my account. And so she somehow gets ownership of his consciousness as uh sole proprietor of the, uh, the
2: Well she she signed the co- she's paying for it. She's so she's paying
3: for it.
2: You know, it's kind of like if you think the way the best way to explain the upload paradigm is think of old school cell phone contracts. She's paying for his cell phone contract and the cell phone contract is the afterlife, right? So yes. Well uh,
1: right. and I think that symbolizes uh, a lot later on in the show when he switches to a lower data plan.
2: Yeah, and which, it's like two gigs a month and then you're yeah. just on hold well, until the next month.
1: So while
3: Nathan is being uploaded, he's getting acclimated to his digital life, finding out that certain things like all of known and unknown physics being part of the the virtual world don't always exist. You can't comb your hair. Your hair is just there it's an avatar you're an avatar and so you have to be edited you have to virtually change your clothes you're not really just you're not going to experience everything all at once hence one of the major updates being extra flavors so um it's not a perfect uh Resemblance it's, to the life that you were living, but at least you're alive.
2: It's still like capitalism. Like think about like how our cell phones have evolved over the last ten years, right? Like whenever they first came out, you're like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And then now, if you look back
0: at the iPhone One, you're like, "Oh god, that's shit compared to what we have now." Well, I mean, but real quick, I want to correct myself. It wasn't Lakeside; it was Lakeview. Lakeview. Right, and the the corporation. It was called Horizon, which I kept mishearing as Verizon, and I'm not sure how intentional
1: that was. Extremely well, yeah, I, I can only imagine. Say, anyway.
2: I will say this: um, the best friend. So Nathan's the main character. His su- pseudo best friend Luke is one of my favorite components of the whole show. Like I loved him; he was so ridiculous. Totally agree. Uh, but, but he was in another sitcom called Sirens. Jay, uh, yeah, I think you would like it, but he was phenomenal in that he played like the new kid on on the ambulance. Um, but I had seen him just at, like a month before we watched this in that show, so it was nice to have a familiar face walking into this one because I knew no one else really.
3: Well, you didn't like uh this actor Tom Cruise as the main character, Robbie O'Burn. Oh, <laughs> I mean, if there's a minority report too, he should cast for
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with the exception of the the um, the customer support tech character whose name again escapes me, it Nora. felt like this yeah. show was cast Nora. There we go. Except for Nora, it felt like this show was casted for. All right, who's the most attractive actor who showed up at the audition? <laughs> Guess what? You get the job.
3: Well, I, I think that's what I love about... Oh, man, I can't believe I'm saying that now. I think that's what I love about today's era of television, where you're really not guaranteed a great show anymore. You really just have to dive into it, and there's more writers, more actors to spare now, which is bizarro world if you, in the sense of the Internet really paved the way for that to happen. I mean, Amazon TV, Netflix now you have virtually unlimited studios everyone's an actor everyone's a writer so you really get to experience a large variety of talent across the whole spectrum whenever it comes to a television show
2: i'm gonna push back on the whole that this wasn't a very good show i actually thoroughly enjoyed it and i the things that i thought were fantastic about it were the subtleties because the subtleties are what made this show more real for me like, for example, like the the lag in the server time, like when the guy was jumping into the water and the guy's like, oh, there's actually like 10 million people in that water right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the kind of stuff if you're a gamer, if you're, you know, part of the Internet generation, you are familiar with lag spikes and with buffering and things like that. Um, you know, Eric made reference to the hair like in the avatar kind of <laughs> coming back you know out of whack every time he combed it down like i i liked those types of things that made it feel like it could be a real thing in our world the Mm -hmm. other thing the other thing i liked real fast was the fact that they didn't tell us how far we were into the future right right away they it it, it very much felt like it could be any time when we got started and and we're in upload and we kind of get to see bits and pieces of the real world as the story unfolds and i really appreciated that because you know it it upload kind of created this this really shitty heaven right where everything's like idealistic but not great and you have ads you, you have ads you have like all these different things going on that you would see on the internet you know like it's funny i i was immediately reminded of wow trade channel whenever like the guy was in the the lobby like trying to sell shit, you know to
3: everybody like, try these new flavors. So, well, I think as, as our IRL society, the one that we're currently in right now, uh, that for all intents and purposes is not a simulation. Uh, Unless you're Elon Musk. We, as we get closer into the quote unquote future and our predictions 10 to 20 years ago get a little bit clearer as to what reality is going to look like. That's where these shows really get a chance to kind of pick on humanity now that we know that, hey, even coding can go wrong. And it's like, just because we make a heaven, a virtual heaven, doesn't mean that version 1.0 is going to be glorious. Mm -hmm. Please do not upload me to version 1 if this thing becomes real.
2: Well, and, and this, I think that's... We haven't left, we've kind of left out the overarching story. The whole story of this is Nathan is prematurely, you know, dies because someone kills him. And we don't know exactly why right. um, they kill him. And that hasn't completely been explained, but he was involved in creating a freeware version of an afterlife so people can kind of build their own worlds in the afterlife instead of being prevented from doing any work and having to pay to play. Right. And He mysteriously dies, wakes up and upload, and part of his memories are damaged. And his handler slash angel, Nora, um, who he begins to develop romantic feelings for, and she for him, uh, starts researching what has happened to his memories. Shady figures start intervening and attempting to stop uh, her, get her hard drive killed, Nathan, so on and so forth. Um, And we're ultimately left with Nathan stopping having feelings for Ingrid because she kind of just sees him as arm candy or an accessory to turn on every month and having developed feelings for his angel Nora. And I don't know about you guys, but at the end when Ingrid like shows up and she's like, I uploaded, I'm, I'm kind of in the position of thinking that she didn't really upload. That this is a ploy. What do y'all think?
3: Uh,
1: yeah, I think, I think that's a, a thing. I think it's a possibility. I don't think it's a probability because she's crazy enough to do some shit like that.
2: That's
1: also true. Uh, throughout this whole show, it really holds the dichotomy of, well, this guy who's made some mistakes is held hostage by this absolutely insane person. Uh, and the more you watch, you're like, oh... Oh, she's, she's really nuts.
2: There, there were moments where she showed some humanity, like the whole interaction with the the niece. Like, in my
1: opinion, that only further strengthened how crazy she was. Well, it's not all the time. It's just like you don't know when it's going to happen.
2: Well, I, I don't know. Back me up on this, somebody. But I, I think that there's a little bit of humanity that bleeds through in the sequence with the, the niece. I actually thought there was a redemption arc starting there like whenever that scene was going down because you know her kicking her own family out and siding with the niece and defending nathan like well she could just
3: be the rich rich, ditzy girl who's been out of touch with everything and now she's kind of having like slow doses of reality and she's like oh wait it's not all about me maybe that like I, i can i kind of agree that could have if
0: there was a redeeming
3: story arc that would have been when it started
0: well she was definitely selfish and definitely spoiled but oh, sure. I felt like she genuinely loved Nathan.
2: Yeah, I felt like mm. there was there there was some she went back and put the car on uh you know prioritize passenger.
3: Well pause pause is so so uh, Nathan created some sort of free version of the Afterlife Cloud, and he was
2: working on it with his partner.
3: Isn't Ingrid's dad involved in the self-driving cars, or I think he's involved in Horizon. They, but, that's why they I, have unlimited data. So, so, yeah. so somehow his girlfriend, his his living girlfriend, that at the end of the series may or may not have actually uploaded his his living girlfriend ingrid who's paying for everything is the daughter of someone in power at horizon who who may or may not have had an involvement in nathan's death which then brings ingrid into suspicion of uh involvement to his death as well right well, she, well, I, think I,
2: don't, I think don't think she was involved. I think she knows there. more. I think she knows more than we've been told. Like, I think that that was the whole point. Is she? She made a reference to, "I know what you did," and he kind of like popped off at her. But then nothing was ever revealed.
3: So I think and his that, memories are deleted. So I kind of well, he, feel he like got
2: his memories back. he
1: got his memories back.
2: He got his memories back. Remember, he was the dick. He was trying to sell it to her dad under the like under the table uh, out from underneath is his friend and his friend was trying to not sell it to the big company and do a startup and actually create it as a a freeware for people so i think that we don't know why he was killed unless he changed his mind and we don't know that yet and then give the code
3: or maybe his friend actually killed him or something yeah we don't know like, who killed him yet like
2: that. but but What's your face? Ingrid definitely made reference to the father doing something more, having something more involved with Nathan's demise.
3: So yeah, I, well, I, I think I think she's playing like puppet boyfriend. Let me have a digital boyfriend forever that I can just call and talk to whenever I want. I think that's the role that she's in because I don't I don't think they've played her off to be very intelligent.
1: So, but whatever in, in fault, coming to season two, it's not that won't be the case anymore
2: if she did upload
1: if she did upload I think it comes down to that if she didn't
2: upload I agree then she's the ditzy this is a a pet Tamagotchi boyfriend if if she did upload she's full psycho she might be full psycho but she also may have genuine feelings for Nathan and blah 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 so
3: I would not advocate that she has a heart well, I can't uh, get I th- a boyfriend, I th- I so does. I'll just hold this does. one hostage. Say
1: that again? <laughs> She's like, I can't get a boyfriend, so I'll just hold this one hostage.
2: I don't know. She she got a handy from where she gave a handy to her his friend. So
1: that's that. That was kind of fucked up. Like learning
2: that, but no, it no, also also come on. You, you're gonna dodge your friend over that. Well, what happened?
1: Yeah, especially once he's dead. Like Ingrid gave died. after
2: after what's his name, Nathan died, Ingrid gave the the partner a hand job uh-huh. uh, some shit.
0: So, well, speaking of hand jobs, one thing that I I did like or did resonate with me about this show was how they incorporate incorporated five-star rating systems. Yeah. Where there was the subplot with Nora about she couldn't get the family discount for her father unless her rating was at a certain point and one bad rating from a customer could ruin it. Or even the, the hookup app where it was the same kind of situation where you got rated on your sexual ability. Uh, That a hundred percent feels like in a lot of ways, that's where we're headed. It's really creepy because
2: like in China, you know, they have like the, the government mandated social media program where you're, you're kind of rated on how good of a citizen you are. Right. Um, we, we have the same thing. It's just, it's more sneaky. It's through like, it's called, you know, well, it's, it's Yelp. It's, it's all these different rating systems. Like, like Jay saying, it's, you know, (laughs) being able to rate people on Tinder and shit like that. Like that's where we're headed. That's why I
1: really appreciate services that just have the thumbs up or thumbs down. It's like you either like it or you didn't like it. I don't need to know specifics. Because once you get into specifics, then you're like, oh, well, if you're not five stars, you're obviously the worst. And that, that to me, is just but see, wrong.
2: If you, if you display what the ratio is, then people start making a deal about, well, I'm 70% light. I'm 80% light.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: to get on my hashtag MeToo soapbox for just one moment, one thing that really, really pissed me off was the scene near the beginning where Nora is about to have sex with her hookup, and the two of them each look into each other's camera and says, I consent to this. That really pissed me off, because consent is something that has to be continuous and can be withdrawn at any time. And that feels like it just cuts
1: completely against that. Such a feminist. Well, I thing. mean, maybe maybe they did have to do it every time and it was only for that one session.
3: Well, well they're I not guess... allowed to say each other's name during sex, they have to say I consent continually. I consent, consent. I consent. <laughs> it it could did they they didn't have the cameras on the
2: second time. I remember making a note of that. But the first time, did they wear the cameras the whole time? Like is that how they can tell it's continually consensual?
1: I no, know, that's, that's, so,
2: weird. that's I, weird i suppose
0: that's a good point where if you have the camera on the whole time you know you'll you'll have that body cans, you body, body cans as
3: can body by ai to make sure that your sexual activities aren't too aggressive or non-consensual or non-consensual yeah but
0: another <laughs> we part are of here to make
2: sure, is, sure that your consensual sex is consensual
0: but another part of this show that really resonated with me was the storyline about Nora's father, where she and eventually Nathan are trying to convince him to upload rather than die. And his response is just constantly, you know, my wife is dead and I'm a religious person who believes in a religious afterlife and I think my wife is in that afterlife and as long as there's any chance in the world that she's there that's where I want to go too and that's a 100% what I feel like Like I could 100% see myself having that same kind of conflict with my own parents in 15 years
2: I mean it's true it's, it's yeah. really where our society is so that's going to be as long as we have people we're going to have religion, like, that's just I think that those two things go hand in hand.
3: Yeah, well, I think what's kind of sad about that is her unwillingness to see his wants in it. So it kind of goes both ways in that sense of, like, she wants him to be around for her. And that's kind of like, well, I mean, what's the point of him being alive? Is it for you? And it's—I mean—it's good that he tried. I mean, he went—he went to the—he tried it. He put on the suit. He got freaked out. Then I think he tried it again successfully, uh, or maybe that was the same same day. It
2: was the same day, and I think that that was when they else had
0: the the glitch, and they all looked like Minecraft. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I liked that they didn't belittle his beliefs or make any effort to to make him seem irrational in the face seem of political. this technology.
3: Yeah. yeah, it didn't seem like a politically set they didn't, they didn't even choose a religion. They're like, "You know, I
2: just I believe in, you know, a heaven." I think yeah. they handled
3: that well. I didn't notice that, but I think they handled that well.
0: Cuz there it, it felt like there were shows within this show that I liked. And another one of those shows was the interaction between Nathan and Luke and then the little kid, especially the episode where they went to the black market.
2: Yeah, the black market was funny. The kid you- getting the the puberty upgrade, that was that was pretty
3: hilarious.
1: <laughs>
0: Cuz that very much felt like, you know, like downloading music off a lime wire and getting a virus with it like you never quite get what you think you're gonna get when you go to those illegal means
2: And that's, that's what I mean by subtleties those are the things that I thought I really appreciated about the show were the little things that mirrored our world and brought the realities of the internet age into upload like that's what I thought they they did a really good job at I agree with you they did cast pretty much just you know the beautiful people but i thought that there was some they did some things well in the show
3: shout out to Nora Kami
1: <laughs> uh nora reminded me from uh nora reminded me of an actor from Rooster Teeth actually called Fiona and like throughout the entire show I was just like i can't i can't not see the resemblance it was kind of crazy but let's take a look Fiona Rooster Teeth Fiona F-I-O-N-A. You know. I was like, are they related? Are they sisters? It's kind of nuts.
3: Well, I can't believe we're not talking about Adam's debut in the show. Oh, yeah, you yeah. talking about <laughs> Owen oh,
2: Daniels, the AI guy? Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely thought that he looked familiar.
3: Well, come on. Like, in in 2020 we're like Everything racy is is borderline too much. How are you going to make the Gingers have no souls joke? That's I mean indirectly. They did that No, they did. It wasn't even indirectly. Like oh, they have He's no an AI. He, he was an AI. Well, they they, they legitimately
1: said he has no soul.
2: You're not wrong, but it wasn't because he was a ginger; it was because he was an
1: AI. Right, but he I also happened to be ginger.
2: Did, I, I didn't even pick up on the "gingers have no souls" reference.
3: I so, was jaw dropped. I was like, "What?" I mean, that's funny as hell, but what?
2: Again, ginger's not a protected class. I'm pretty sure Jay, back me up on this one. That is true.
3: <laughs> Minority nonetheless. I got your back, Adam. I'm <laughs> not ginger.
0: I'm like the epitome of, of Hitler youth. Uh, uh,
1: <laughs> what? Blonde the... <laughs> hair, blue eyed, tall, German.
0: What'd you say? What'd you
2: say? <laughs> he, he said he's the epitome of Hitler youth.
1: Maybe that could be misconstrued in twenty years. Who knows? <laughs> but
2: misconstrued right now.
1: <laughs> I'd like I'd like to clarify. I'm not racist. <laughs>
3: I'm Not racist,
2: but <laughs> we're just oh, talking well, physically. That was and our show show. Thanks for listening. Yeah, It'll be renamed next uh, episode. <laughs> oh, gosh. So you're just saying that you have the, the Aryan skull and features, but you're not a part of the political regime. Okay. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, let's go with that. Thank you and for. I may resemble
3: uh, a Nazi, but I'm not.
1: Either words. Did not see
0: that coming. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, gosh. Now, an- another part of the show that I disliked was that they recycled some jokes from previous Greg Daniels shows. And the one that really got me was, I-, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but they kept referencing corporations that had merged, like current corporations that are not together that in this future were joined. And yeah, were that.
2: Weird combos.
0: Yeah, and that is a joke straight from uh, the last season of Parks and Recreation, another Greg Daniels-created show, where they were making the jokes about Chipotle, Verizon, Exxon. And yeah. it's just like, come on, Greg, you already used that one. And it was a oh-haha joke then.
3: I liked it. I think that's a really... Um, I mean, but
2: at the same time, didn't Mike Judge do that like in idioc? Idiocracy or whatever? Like, wasn't that the whole thing? It was a bunch of like or all the corporations flipped. That's where it wasn't an idiocracy. Starbucks was like now a strip club.
0: Right, and fud Records was buttfuckers, which yeah. that still makes
1: me laugh. <laughs> That's pretty funny. We've all done that once. What? What? <laughs>
2: I'm just <laughs>
0: I mean, it's it's 2020, Adam. Like, live your bliss and.
1: <laughs> no, no, and I, I meant. Uh, <laughs> saying the name wrong. Everything but everything. I like. That. I get it. I'm just gonna leave it there. I think it's funnier that way.
3: <laughs> it's two <for> too <laughs> Well, I think I think it's interesting. I, I I guess I didn't notice the creator, but yeah, he he has the office behind him, Parks and Rec, King of the Hill, and then Upload. It really is a. He was on King of the Hill. He did, yeah, he's part of the. He wrote on King of the Hill. I did not know that.
2: That's why he's friends with Mike Judge. It explains Mm -hmm. everything. Did not
3: know. I mean, he had a lot of influence in um, Saturday Night Live, 51 episodes. I think that
2: that's, that's. See, I would see that less of like a joke, unless they use the exact same name and more of like a critique of. Our merging. That's his
3: style already. Maybe he had the same observation twice. Well, I think it's just the continued
2: observation. It's another place to put it. But I mean, fair enough. It's he did
0: use that that style before. I do remember that. Yeah, I think you're right that, you know, 100% that's where we're headed, that we're going to see consolidation of corporations that can, aren't necessarily expected. Can,
2: can I ask, can anyone
1: else explain this one well, to isn't me? isn't that why, getting why, into Monopoly territory, though? Well, but, but can, can, that? can we're you kind of subject.
2: why Hasbro owns Death Row Records now? Because that's, isn't that what Greg Daniels is kind of pointing out here?
1: Because they're an entertainment company.
2: Hasbro. But they're a toy yeah. company, and they now own oh, Death Row oh. Records.
1: That, they produced a lot of toys, but they're an entertainment company, Hasbro Entertainment.
2: So I, I, I just think that that's funny, that the people who make Barbie also make, you know...
3: Well, would it be less weird 6. if they came up with a, a pseudoname? Like, uh, like uh, kept Hasbro as a parent company and just created another one?
2: No, yeah. it's not even that. It's just that it's like Disney owning all of our childhood. You know, well, that's or... Exactly. Or Hasbro owning Death
1: Row Records and Barbie. I
2: just think that that's an unusual conglomeration of entities. And that's what I feel Greg Daniels and is you, kind of making fun of. And you don't
1: on. think Amazon is weird?
2: No. I, well, I mean, the, the Google and Amazon, they're not the same in, in that regard. They just do a little of everything. Like, they just... That that's the very less
3: to be Hasbro, a monopoly? To music.
2: Hasbro bought something. Yeah, it's out of nowhere. They weren't in the music industry before this. They just bought a record label. So, that's that's the reason why I think that's unusual and that's different than like Google investing in self-driving cars, investing in
3: augmented reality, investing yeah. in it's whatever. A, that's, that's a that's, that's a, a different lot like situation Google buying a uh, thermostat company.
2: Yeah, it's it would be like Google buying like an entire like security home camera system company and, you know, releasing that's it as that. their own.
0: It's a little, a I little bit like Amazon, it, yeah, like Amazon buying
2: Whole
3: Foods.
0: Yes, like Amazon buying Whole Foods. That, I would agree and, with. And that was a left-field one. It's a little ironic that this is an Amazon show, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's true.
3: Well, but, that kind of makes it good that, that at least you know Amazon's not like keeping tabs like that. That would be a little bit more
1: suspect. That you know of. No, they are. Really no,
3: that's true. Writers and actors speak out. If Amazon, HBO, or anyone is holding you down, come to us and we will put you on the show and get you freedom.
1: We can't do anything to help you. He's lying.
0: <laughs> we will be we your you whistleblower.
3: <laughs> now, we'll help you do
2: the
0: whistleblower. I ain't going to whistleblower so, no So, we'll be the whistle. You just blow us. You just blow us. Blow us and we'll whistle. I see too. what you did there. <laughs> Well, Aaron, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on what this show had to say about inequality, because it felt like that was very much an overarching theme that a little bit I felt hit over the head with.
2: No, absolutely. I mean, the the whole have and have nots, the the two gigs and and the people with the unlimited data. Uh, I mean, we are I think this is the thing that I took away from it is who do you see the whole time? Who, who was visible? It was the people with the unlimited data with at least the, the upper middle class, the, the middle class, those kind of people, and then anyone else who was lucky enough to get an upload but only get the two gigs, you were out of sight, out of mind down below so that you didn't depress the other people.
1: Essentially yeah. in another dimension.
2: So, I, I mean, if you're looking at that as a metaphor for our society, I think that that's kind of pointing to the, the fact that since the 80s, We've had the largest growth in inequality between the upper class and the lower class uh, out of, like, the entire history of the United States, even the robber baron era of capitalism. So uh, we're, we're definitely approaching these levels of extreme inequality. Um, and I mean, we get reports every year about how, like, 80 people own 80 percent of the wealth on the planet. So, you know, I, I think that... We're all acclimated to it, so it doesn't really matter to us anymore. It's kind of like, you know, whenever whenever Assange came out and was like, "Oh," or Snowden was like, hey, you know, they're looking at all your internet stuff. And everyone was like, we know, who gives a shit? So I, I feel like in a certain way... I posted it all on there anyway. T- TV, these things give us an opportunity to remember and realize what's going on. <laughs> so... To me, it's, it's, it, I, I agree with the critique. I feel like inequality in our society is, is rampant and getting worse. And I think that COVID is, is only going to make that even more extreme. Inequality, um, real quick. What? Like
1: inequality between classes. So or if race? you
2: look, it's between, it's not race, it's straight up class. It's straight up the, the wealthiest people, the 1% of the world versus
0: everyone else. Um, Jay, you vamp for a second. Let me pull up a stat. Sure. Uh, one way I felt like that theme fell a little flat here was the the David Choke character. Because it was just so obviously and so transparently David Coke, And it's like, oh, real clever, Greg. Like, I you really veiled that it criticism I, for me. I actually
3: me. looked it up. I thought they used his real name. I was like, did they Really?
0: Yeah, so that just, it felt kind of flat for me, where it was like, it feels like you could have, and I, I I agree with Aaron that there was a lot of subtleties in this show that were, that worked and were enjoyable, but that one was just the that, was pretty blatant. that
2: that was I agree with that, that was pretty blatant. So, for example, 26 people own as much wealth as 50% of the poorest people in the world. Okay? So I... That's the kind of stuff that we're we're seeing. And since the beginning of COVID, we've had 138 new billionaires join the ranks. So there's only so much money in the system when it's hoarded. Yeah, and it creeps up. That's... That's the reality. It's definitely a, a trickle-up system that we have here. So uh, all the money that was stimulated into the economy is slowly going to float up to the top into Bezos's hands ultimately. So I, I mean, uh, to me, the critique is valid. I agree with you that the Coke brother, what was his name? I just can. can my ears only heard Coke, but I also it's, am like David choke. 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 So uh, I don't know.
1: He, he chokes on Coke.
2: Well, he died recently, right? One of the Koch brothers died within the last two, three years. Right, it was David. David. So, David choked <laughs> But at the same time, that character came off the way I would expect David Koch to come off. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Golden isn't, Golden it just, isn't it just satire at that point?
0: Sure. And oh, I, he's I very think, generous in the show. I think that whole theme to it was really accurate to its near future setting because i don't think we're going to solve this problem in 13 years and i think we are probably going to get some form of this upload within that frame of time and a hundred percent they are going to cater very differently to the cokes of the world rather than to the two gigs of the world
2: for for sure i mean i think that one of the great warnings to our society like if 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 all the Greek tragedies and, and plays were a warning of hubris, the warning to our society was clearly Elysium. And I, I feel like it, it, that's where we're headed. We're headed for the society where there is a built-up you know, place for those who have. And then the rest of us are fighting like for Hunger scraps Games. at the bottom. Not even like Hunger Games. Like like whole another planet. Build a, a satellite and all the rich people become aliens up there.
3: Well, well, what? I think this. I think. I mean, that brings up a very interesting topic of just which will be our demise, and it's kind of like climate I think, primates. Yeah. No climate.
2: Oh, primates. I, yeah. <laughs> climate primates.
1: Rise of the monkeys. I
3: Evolution finally caught up. Top of the food chain's been lazy.
2: This, the state and the market have failed us when it comes to climate, and we don't have an alternate solution to that right now. So until we address climate substantially as a society, that will be our demise. Well, like that, that COVID just, took care of that for a little bit. It, it didn't, because like that's the data. It's like, yeah, all the cars stopped moving, but the factories in China are back running at full full steam. So that's where the real serious damage, in my opinion, comes from is the industry. cars don't help i I mean global car exhaust is definitely a problem, but industry, hard, heavy industry, that is really, really bad for the atmosphere, and that's running full steam in China right now.
3: Well, I mean, right now, as opposed to any other time what was what was Interesting was they did have uh photos of China during COVID and it was uh very very cleared up. Mm -hmm. Uh, I
2: mean, it just goes to show you how fast the environment heals itself if you let it. So,
3: well, well, what was the uh, what's the show with the beltas? Oh, um, Expanse. Expanse, Expanse, so damn good. I think that's another very probable outcome is now you have these two competing societies, super societies, one in its infancy and one in its uh, uh, legacy or whatever. And now you have this super underclass living on the belt, trying to mine everything. So there really are a number of ways that, I mean, we can destroy ourselves and create the the underclass of the future. Um, I think I think as far as like an upload that is that is I feel like that is very probable let's just mimic our brain waves and then, hey that's you I think what's also more likely is that you're gonna have to accept that that's not actually you you can't transfer maybe it's an exact copy maybe they do a very good job at like mimicking your neurons and the way they fire But it's not going to be your energy. It's going to be some windmill that spun 2,000 miles off, put enough electrons into a cable that became you. And, I mean, it's it's never going to be you. I mean, that's kind of... I think the only way that you're going to be able to have infinite life like that is if you preserve the brain. Otherwise, anything outside of the brain is just a copy. I guess I guess it
2: comes back to it if they when they digitize it, if it what if it wasn't a copy? What if it was in fact the data on your mind, on your memory, on your brain, taken into a digital form? And I guess. We're getting philosophical here. What are you? What is the self? I mean, this is a well. That's a, why they a have much deeper question. That's yeah, why I know. But that, you your whole your brain goes away. There is no more brain, and the data is is taken from that. So, are you the sum of all the data on your in your experiences in your mind, or are you something separate and apart from that? Because well, okay, if you're okay. a if what well, what if you're a materialist, that you are the the being the brain the self then in theory, the data should be transferable. If you believe, if you're like a, you know, uh, <clears throat> the person believes in the soul, then it doesn't matter if you copy the data off of the brain, the soul is what makes you you, and that couldn't be copied over. So I guess that would be kind of the philosophical question that, that Upload raises, is do you have a soul or is are you just the material data on your mind, in your brain?
3: Well, I think I think if you really go down that rabbit hole and you are able to copy that data, then I think the next step, let's say you're not doing it at your death, you're doing it like as an insurance program and like you're doing it 10 years before you die or whatever. Now you're talking to yourself in the digital mirror and then like as you're dying or whatever else, you are your own best friend. And then it's like, oh, man, my day's come. I'm going to die. I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens. Oh, my God. And, and then that version of you is going to have an interesting time convincing you that it's actually you. Like, I'm here. I am you. I feel everything. I think everything. I remember everything. I, I, I experience new things. I'm going to remember this time. with. Well, uh, okay.
2: I guess I guess. let me ask you this question. So.
3: Like, let yeah, go. Let go if, of real life. It's okay. Let, I'm in here.
2: Let me ask you this, okay, so I'm gonna propose a hypothetical, okay? and you you tell me if if uh, you have this new technology, you can lay down in this bed, and what it does, is it scans your consciousness and it sends it via satellite to another planet, where there's another bed, and it creates a clone copy of you. You get out, and you have control over this body you are you see through its eyes you you are in control of its brain you walk around you have all of your experiences and when you're done you go lay down back in the bed it kills the clone all of your memories are then taken from the clone and uploaded back into your mind and you get up and stand out of the bed what happened there did you in fact experience that did the clone go experience something and then you then were implanted with the memory like what happened there you see what i'm saying like what are you who are
3: you what makes you you well, the moment you decide to take that other experience on as yourself it now becomes you so i think there's a little bit of schrodinger's cat going on there
2: j anyone else adam Jay, do you all have a, a thought on this like what are you are you just your memories your experiences the the meaty data or i mean is is there because isn't that what the religious people's objection is is that there's a soul? that that's something different than just the data of your memories and experiences.
0: I think that's the big question is, is <clears throat> there a soul or not? And I mean, I, I hate to take the cop out here, but I just don't
1: know. Yeah. I am kind of siding with Jay on this one. I mean, I, I think, you know, at first sight, it, it does look like you were just the culmination of all your experiences, your memories, um, all of that. But, We don't know if there is something else, some X element to the human body, because it's still, a lot of the human body is still a mystery. I I think I wouldn't be comfortable with the procedure until they're scanning
3: every cell of my body. Such as, I, I mean, first off, I think that there are insurmountable variables that you will never be able to calculate into a computer. Hmm. Even with quantum uh, computing. And and I I realize the gravity of that statement. Um, I think with. Until you scan my pinky toe for intelligence. I'm not confident that you've done at least the minimal diligence. To make sure that that copy has my soul. Like what if my soul? So are you was, are you
2: a, a panpsychist, Eric? Where you believe that all matter in the universe has consciousness?
3: Not all matter has consciousness, but what is consciousness? Just in the sense of like synapses firing, they, they've proven that your your gut and your heart have neurons that fire, and so so you have you have communication going on throughout your body.
0: Mm-hmm. And so like to call to call back Chernobyl, I'd really like to think that I am more than just a biological robot. But on the other hand, I'm not sure there's really evidence to say that I'm not.
2: It's the great debate between the materialist and the dualist. Descartes, I think, therefore, I am.
0: Well, I think it's about time to get some ratings in on this show. Yeah. So at the for our new listeners, if there are any... Uh, on this show we at the end will give our opinions of this show's quality on a zero to ten scale and i think today we shall start with mr eric what did you think of upload
3: Mm. i think from concept to execution with execution being it's it's weak point and that's not a bad thing i think just with these very odd um off shows, that I did not realize it was a Greg Daniels show, so I'm kind of surprised uh, that I saw some of the production quirks that I saw, um, such as her VR suit was just a uh, uh, scuba suit. I would have thought that was a little bit more forgivable until I found out that Greg Daniels was involved. So I'm kind of. Surprised. I
2: thought that was intentional. Like I thought that that was remember because she they said it's going to get wet, so and and it was hooked up to a hose in the. In the what's it called in the tub?
3: Well, they they just reuse some very familiar technology. Like she put on like the Samsung Gear uh, headset, and then that was like a thing. Um, just, just certain things like that, where I was like, "Huh, that prop is low budget."
2: Um, well, don't watch Star Trek. There's a lot of that shit going oh, on. Man.
3: That's tough. <laughs> I, I, so I think I think honestly that was the show's worst. Trait for me was just—I don't want to say it's low budgetness, but that's what I'm gonna say. Um, But from a concept to execution to acting to like what Aaron said, the uh, subtleties—I'm gonna give it drum roll—give it a six point four. Can
0: I do that? All right, I mean, six point four from Eric. You can do whatever you want.
1: Aaron this gave Showboy show Bebop six point five four three two one. So <laughs> I think you can give it a six four. six point
3: four two. That's what I'm gonna do. 42 for the end of the
1: universe
0: and their attempt to recreate it. <laughs> All right. 6.42 from Eric. Next
1: up we got Adam. Um hmm. what to say about this show? I I didn't really struggle to watch it. Uh each episode, I think, was paced well, but by the time I got to the end of it, I just I wasn't that interested in the season two, and I don't know if it's because of the content in the show. I don't know if it's because I didn't really have a problem with the acting. I was going to say, I don't know if it's because of the acting, but I honestly, most of the acting was on point for me. I mean, it wasn't like a, a grand slam, but you know, it was good enough to be in an HBO show or an Amazon show. So I didn't really have a problem with that. Um, some of the jokes were a little low-brow, but, you know, I, I don't know what else. I, I, I couldn't write some of the jokes that they made in the show, so I, I can't really critique that fairly. Um, I guess overall, just because I, I, I wasn't interested in seeing any more of it, i uh, probably give it a 6.5. Yeah. That seems good to me.
3: Can you really it's... put Amazon and HBO in the same?
1: Yeah, thing? it's definitely premium television. They're both premium, premium
2: television.
3: television. Both I would premium? say that Amazon is premium. It comes with your Prime
2: subscription. But Prime is Prime literally is like a reference to a premium kind of idea. So it's it's. Ev- I don't know what else to say. I it's, get
3: socks the next day with the same. Ne- I, I would call the it
2: Netflix, thing. Hulu, HBO. I would all consider them premium television now.
3: I Ooh. would consider Amazon the, the 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 network you go to. I would also say that premium is a spectrum. Okay, well then you just lost premium then.
2: No, i I definitely think that there's like Showtime is premium. Mm-hmm. It's not as good as HBO. Same with Netflix.
3: Like, well, I so think so HBO is the just robot? a better...
2: What's the, what's the introduction? ABC? I wouldn't say Comedy Central is premium. Or Cartoon Network. Or Cartoon Network, yeah. Nickelodeon, Disney.
1: Uh, Disney Although,
2: maybe. Disney Plus has got... Yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there. What are
3: you talking about? They, they, they do original content. They, they, they do they, original content, yeah, but so, does, so do
2: other shows. It wasn't until AMC started doing, like, Breaking Bad that they would be considered premium content. Like, I... I think that there's a quality of show that they start putting out, and you know, not all not all channels hit that premium level. That's what I'm saying is I think that there are, you know, sitcoms. Sitcoms are not premium television. Uh, Upload is is kind of that one of those shows like HBO and Amazon cutting into the sitcom era, but it's like the higher end. But like if you go watch like I don't know Brooklyn Nine Nine or Seinfeld or Frasier. Those are not the same as, I don't know, <laughs> Upload or uh, what was the one uh, that we watched on HBO, Avenue Five. Mm-hmm. Like those, those were premium level sitcoms. They, they, I don't know, had a little bit more intellectual, haha, too.
1: I wouldn't say Avenue Five was premium, but
2: I would. I definitely Quality thought. like that it
1: was alone. Premium.
3: Jay, Aaron, what are your ratings? Uh, I would
2: definitely say that I I enjoyed the show thoroughly. I I couldn't stop watching it. Uh, We burned through it in like a a few days. Um, I would probably give it about a 7.5 because I agree. There was definitely some areas where I felt like they took the easy out. Um, But they also did a lot of stuff that made me feel a little bit more immersed into the world in a way that it didn't feel like here, future this is the world it, the, the just the slow reveal the little subtleties that made me feel like you know they were writing from the same level of frustration with technology that we all have um, those are the things that I really appreciate about
0: it. so I give it 7.5 all right 7.5 from Aaron that just leaves me um, this show if it <clears throat> I guess it's something I said already. <clears throat> Excuse me, but there were shows within this show that I liked, but overall it it didn't really work for me. And from the the theme of the inequality where I felt simultaneously hit over the head with it, but it also never really felt like it came to any conclusion or thesis statement about what it was really trying to say or tell me. It just never felt like it got there. I thought that the the acting performances for the most part fell flat. There were some jokes that made me laugh, but most of it I just didn't really think was all that funny. Um, so overall, I'm gonna say this is a this is a four show for me. Um, and while we it has been picked up for another season, uh, about the only thing that'll get me to watch it is if we review it on this show.
3: Very.
1: Well, So what does that leave us with, uh, average rating-wise? All right, with a four from
0: me, that leaves us with an average score of 6.105. Damn it, Eric. Yeah, thanks, Eric. So amongst the master rating, that will put uploads pretty much at the top of the bottom quarter, above Plebs, The Orville, and Mixology and right below Cowboy Bebop. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Well, uh, we have already rolled the dice for next month, and we will be reviewing the actual Prestige television miniseries, Band of Brothers. Yeah. Uh, and I am pretty Prestige, about do you this. mean premium? I chose to use a different word. Now, premium because I think. Spectrum, so let's be careful I think your guys' discussion of premium was extremely subjective. You know, which networks do you trust to turn out the best TV? I think we all have different opinions on what the quality of each source is. I think it has a lot to do with funding,
3: Hollywood said that this one's really good, so. Premium, to me,
2: at the end of the day, it shouldn't be, you're right, it shouldn't be a quality thing. It's actually probably anything that couldn't be played on cable. Like all the stuff that Netflix, HBO, Stars—that's how mm-hmm. I've always mm-hmm. seen premium—is the stuff that gets to say the F word, gets to have nudity. That's—that's, that's, I guess, the real definition of premium. Whether it's good or not, that's subjective because there's a whole lot of shit Stars content. No offense, that you know. Oh, you
1: meant offense? <laughs> uh,
2: no, I'm just saying like there's been like I. There's one show on Stars that I absolutely I think of Stars, uh, the Ash versus the Evil Dead is absolutely phenomenal. But Sam Raimi also actually did the whole series. Whereas the some of the other ones like Blackheart or um, uh, was it Spartacus, I think, the the blood on that looked like it was done in After Effects. So it Probably was. It probably was. So that that's there's definitely what I was trying to say is there's levels of premium. You know, like there's HBO Game of Thrones and there's Spartacus on Stars. Well,
3: I They're guess both premium, kind of but there's the definitely budget. a you quality can, level. You can line that up with the budget, don't you think?
2: I agree. I definitely think that the budget for Game of Thrones is probably four hundred times larger than Spartacus. Um but they did get Lucy Lawless. So
0: that was probably Lucy what Flawless. the budget the budget went to. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you for joining us today for the show show's review of upload. Tune in next month for our thoughts on the 2001 miniseries Band of Brothers. Adios. Adios. Adios.